Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawarder, presented by Marriott Vacation Club Rentals and brought to you by VolleyballMag.com. We have our special uh, Black Friday edition here in our Born on the Beach studios. We're not shopping. We are, uh, you know, just hanging out, eating our pod snacks. What's happening, Tri? What up? How was your Thanksgiving? Delicious. Had a little, uh, a little fried egg over easy on my, on my leftover gluten-free stuffing this morning <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> you finally got off the uh the green juice diet for a day yeah now i got my my green green tea, matcha <laughs> green tea. and we have our uh our first international player here on the podcast and also our first defender we have uh came shock Perfect. what's happening bud hey guys how you doing good how was your thanksgiving it's great uh spent all day yesterday at the caracos and uh they made a feast for us so we uh we had a good family outing there. We, you know, everyone chips in, but they missed made most of it. Did you did you cook anything? Um, Is there a specialty came shock dish? Dishes guy. Lane made really nice cookies, um, vegan cookies, and uh, I didn't did too much. I cleaned up quite a bit and helped up around the house, but That's it's hard for me to bake things lately or cook and stuff with my finger because I'm usually wearing this cast. So. That's my excuse, at least, to make Lane do a little bit more of the housework. <laughs> <laughs> that works. What, um, what exactly did you do to your finger? I just saw the pictures before. Travis, you got to... Cam's got to show you the pictures. Or we, we should throw them up online or something. I don't know. Put them in the show notes. <laughs> sorry, Cam. We can do no, that. Um, they, yeah, it's they're somewhere. Gross. But years ago, playing indoor, probably eight, ten years ago, uh, blocking, I would take... Like all indoor players, take balls off the fingers all the time and... Um, I would always jam it, tape it up, and just keep playing, and, and uh, whatever, not a big deal. I'm not going to stop playing because my finger got jammed or whatever, but apparently I broke it at some point, and I didn't know that, and it would just kind of swell up a little bit here and there, and then, you know, eventually it started just growing one way a little bit, and uh, I'll show you the picture later, but it, it was really, <laughs> a lot of people have seen it beforehand. Try actually surprisingly hadn't seen it, but because it's probably because I hide it, I was hiding it a lot. But you I need to want me to when no. I was playing, you didn't yeah. want me to know that you had a seriously finger facing the wrong way. It was sideways, and I so probably tried to aim for it. Yeah, you would. Well, if you're blocking. Yeah, I taped it up all the time when I played, and I still will have to. But I I got surgery uh, five or six weeks ago. It's healing really well, but it's uh, it's been a it's been a struggle for years, but I'm really happy that it's mostly straight you now. Finally got out of the way. It's not going to be able to bend very well um, <laughs> because I, I didn't fix it when I was supposed to, I guess. But hey, it's just a little just finger. Just a pinky. Yeah, it's just a pinky. <laughs> you need to. It's professional athletics, right? You're just sacrificing your, your body exactly. for a few bucks. Yep. <laughs> now, you're <laughs> anything for a few bucks. Yeah. Doing the, the research for this podcast was one of my favorites because all I did was just go back through and, and watch the film of when you two played each other. Oh, yeah. You uh, guys had some battles. Yeah. We had some really good battles. Tries last game, I think, right? Last was the last time, time you played? played beating you beating me? For In your hometown. For third. Well, it wasn't my hometown, oh, yeah, my hometown. but hometown. I was country. living there. That's yeah, Toronto. I mean. It was a nice tournament, and we played each other a lot of times in the last few years, but always a battle. once that tournament? Twice. Yeah, twice. 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 You were 2-0 against us that tournament. <laughs> got him in pool play well, yeah, and then got him for the bronze. Yeah. We had some fire in our bellies. Yeah. Because we were the only team that didn't get to go to the Olympics, so. True. Only team at that tournament, probably. Yeah, a little yeah. extra aggro. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out You're on the podium, yeah. but no, we, it's always been fun playing you. Yeah, we've had some crazy battles. The yeah. one in, we played in Stad, oh, yeah. and it was like, you and Haydn were like, you know, it was super hot, 
at altitude. Yeah. I don't know what the altitude is here. It's high. It's pretty up there. Yeah, you can't breathe, basically. And, uh, yeah, you can't breathe. We're in the stadium. There's no wind. Super hot. And they're just basically the whole strategy for both teams is like serve the crap out of the blocker. Just get them tired. Make them work. So yeah. we're short serving yeah. Ben. They're short serving me. Yeah. And we're just dying going back and forth. Yeah. And at the end, we we ended up pulling it out. It's like one of the hardest matches physically. And we play Latvia like in like two hours. For some reason, right. the scheduling was all off. Latvia is just sitting there waiting for us. We come up just to the hanging court, in the shade. Like, get to like five five in the first, where, and we just completely hit a wall. Like not, yeah. neither of us could move. We had me and Hayden had to get IVs after. I was like fetal position all night, like sick. Yeah. So yeah, that was a tough tournament. It was super hot, altitude, yeah. and people dying everywhere. But that was a good battle for sure. Stad, that's one of my favorite places to play for sure. Yeah, that's what I hear. Uh, Stad and, and Porich, I hear, are two of yeah. the best places to play. Yeah, except I don't know if they're, I don't think they're coming back to Porch yeah, this they, year. It sounded like. They put Croatia TBD on the schedule, right? Tomorrow. Yeah, but I saw they sent out an email a few days ago and it showed um, the major series. Look, at, there's just three of them, and it was uh, Vienna. Uh, Port, Port Lauderdale, Port Lauderdale right. and v, and Stad is that Stad, yeah, one of the majors. So and then they three, have they one have more that's like, a, well, they because they have the the championships. They have that's a four star in Huntington. Um, their last major, I think they have is like they're gonna unveil it like a mystery major oh, right finals. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're just, I think they're just sort of waiting to you know build up the excitement and then let people right. know the location, which is probably a pain in the ass to anyone playing in it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what they've done that for years. They. Uh, I remember the one year they were before Toronto. We knew we all knew it was going to Toronto before they had announced it, but we were so pumped because oh, yeah, yeah. we never hosted anything in Canada, and and uh, to have that was was awesome. Dude, Except I was for, so bummed on the prize money because oh, Toronto yeah. for third you got you split twenty grand, and then the next year in this Hamburg, year, oh yeah, this you year split like fifty grand or something for third. It was significantly and better, you, and you got like seven grand just for showing up. Yeah, we had to get a bronze the year before to get three grand more. To get what, like, what Bron- the ninth place finishers? Would bronze get was yeah. bronze was the same Man. as participating. Yeah, exactly. that's what it was. Like, we looked at it and it was like, like hilarious. Like, how did this change so much? And I'm like sitting here like with no job for a year. Like, I could use that extra twenty five G right now. Seriously, it's a lot. Major series. <laughs> um, no, we, we love you guys though. Yeah, yeah, we love you. I mean, you put the best events on. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. I guess, but before we start digging in, I just want to give a little background on you as a player, because I, I, just in reading all the newspaper stories, I feel like you've been asked just the same questions about 600 times, you know, just <laughs> about growing up and getting into beach volleyball. So you grew up uh, in Red Deer, Alberta. Mm-hmm. You were a setter. Your dad wins dad of the year unofficially by building <laughs> you and yeah. your four brothers, right? Yeah. A beach volleyball court in your backyard. Uh, you went two national championships with Red Deer College. Yeah. Go over to Trinity Western, where your brother went, right? Yeah, three of my brothers went there. Three of your brothers yeah, okay. played there, yeah. Okay, so the Shock Dynasty. Yeah, yeah I was forced <laughs> into <Western. it>. yeah. <laughs> And then uh, you come out, you make the Canadian beach team. Yeah. You and uh, you and Ben start playing together in 2013, yeah. right? And then you have a lot of success, obviously, mm-hmm. um, up to the 2016 Olympics. And now we uh, we stole you 
to the U.S. So welcome. Yeah. <laughs> welcome thanks. to Satan. Now, did I miss anything there? Uh, that's that's a pretty good rundown. You did your homework, Travis. So. Yeah. He's not even reading off anything. No, that's Travis impressive. Is this good. guy's got his memory. Yeah. Well, it's just when you read the same, I feel like the same papers, I almost wrote the same story about you. It was like, right. the, which I think Everyone was what the Red Deer Advocate, maybe, yeah. And, yeah. The, and the Edmonton Classic. Journal. I was yeah. like, I think I've read this story 15 yeah. times now. <laughs> yeah, they find the best one and they just go, they roll with it. Oh, your dad bailed to court. Like, let's go with that. That's yeah. obviously the coolest thing. Which that is a cool thing. Yeah. So, congrats to Mr. Shock. He went out of the yeah. year in my book. Oh, um, I'll tell him that for sure. He'll so probably I, listen to this. I kind of want to start with the the Olympics, um, just because I know that. So, when you were growing up, you I'm sure that you looked up to is it John Childs and Marquise, yeah, right? And they were kind of the Canadian like Sinjin and Karch is yeah. kind of the comparison that I would make for sure into. And so, when you made the Olympics, like, did you kind of have that? that moment where you were like, man, like I'm right on par with those guys that I used to look up to, like your peers with them. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about that too much going into it or anything like that because I, it was all, it's all such like a, a long period, but it's such a fast period at the same time that, you know, all of the qualification try knows how, how much grind goes into that and playing tournament by tournament to tournament. And I, I remember there was like one night where we were all kind of like, everyone was like just really pumped that everyone made it. Everyone, it was at right after Hamburg when they finished the cutoff date or whatever. And I remember just like, you know, Jason and Ben and I, we, we had a moment where we were like, Hey, like that's pretty amazing. Like we qualified. And, um, but like it was, as soon as I felt that it was like immediately like, uh, that's great, but like, let's go there and, and do work. And, and try to get as good of a result as we can. Let's go for a medal. Like we're playing really well, blah blah blah. But um, I, I haven't really thought that much, to be honest, about like where I where I lay in the history of Canadian beach volleyball. But I do really look up to Mark and John, and and I remember watching them on TV as a kid before I even played volleyball, played beach volleyball, anything like that. So they were incredible, and um, them winning a bronze was was one of the coolest things to watch. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, at the same time, if, if you do kind of sit back and look at it, Ben and I are one of the best teams ever to play in Canada. Um, it's, it's hard to beat a team that has won a medal at the Olympics, so you can't take that top honor right. or anything like that. But, you were um, one, one match away from it, though, right? We were ninth. Oh, okay, um, okay. So, so we lost to the Dutchies. From, from, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was tough because we got two medals the week, uh, the two tournaments before, I think it was two. We were clagging for bronze in, oh, yeah. I think, Poland or something like that. One of the other ones was a was another medal right before, but um, it was kind of everything is still kind of a blur. Is like it's just so much ball and just playing hard all the time. And and for me, it's like I always want to just look forward to the next thing and not really think about what I what I've accomplished, but try to do what I need to do to to become as you know get to that level. And you're never satisfied. If if you're ever satisfied, you're not going to get to where you want to be. That's kind of the thing I've realized. Like. If, if I'm just like, oh, man, I've done a lot, like, I'm really happy, then I wouldn't be keep playing. Right. Yeah. Like, why would I? And you and Ben have, you guys have an outstanding record at the majors. I mean, you guys are on the podium or, or fifth or better pretty much at most of them that you guys played in. I guess compare and contrast the difference between, say, a world championship and the Olympics, just because I think that your, your casual volleyball viewer doesn't understand that the Olympics are not the most talented beach volleyball right. tournament. That would be the world championships. So you guys always performed really well. I guess, is there added pressure just because it is that one event that comes around every four years that beach volleyball players like, that is the best tournament? Yeah. Um, it's it's just a little bit different feel for sure. I mean, you just, 
the amount of exposure and, and people following along and paying attention and media coverage in the Olympics is just insane. Like that was, that was a wild ride for us. Cause like you're on primetime television for all your games. It seems like, and you're also like at a games, like I don't yeah, think many people different. understand that the difference between a volleyball tournament and a games, Olympic games, yeah. Pan American games, world university game. Like I've been to all the lower level games, world university, Pan Ams, all that. And it's like, even those is like, I can't even imagine the Olympics being bigger. I know it is, but like those are crazy huge, like full cities taking over, building huge yeah. structures and stadiums just for these games. And you're sharing all that with every other sport in the world and all the best players. And then Olympics is literally just the best athletes on earth. Yeah. So but that, then I mean, that's different than going to a volleyball tournament. For sure. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a huge experience and it's, you have to be prepared to, play and that's kind of the the tough part about the olympics is that you play like every other day um we like had two midnight matches i think it was and then we had like a morning match after a day off it's like your Thanks whole NBC. schedule gets kind of messed <laughs> yeah. up yeah but um all of that's just noise around i think it's like once you're on the court you're on the court you're playing and and that i think all of that is just whatever it doesn't really matter at that point but go, going to world championships i mean that is volleyball wise the best tournament that you can go to and 48 teams and they're you know most of the top 48 in the world obviously there's a quota for for how many can go for country but um i think uh yeah we performed well at two of the world champ we played in three world championships together and two of them we got fifths and uh this last one was was really tough it was really tough to lose to brazil the way we did but um yeah i mean i think i think just tr trying to set up your season so you peak at the right time and every team is trying to peak at world so I think that was one tournament that we, we did well at. And then also the Swatch Major Series tournaments. You know, I don't know why we performed. It's hard to find a recipe for success because right. everyone's so good and you're just trying to grind your way through every tournament. But we did we did peak at some good times for sure. Ben and I did at times. and But, but you know, we were we were also inconsistent at times. That was kind of the thing about our team. We were we could play at such a crazy level and then, you know, we'd have tournaments where you take a 25th and you're like, what, do you, what was this? Like... So that's like that was the hard part along with all of that too. I mean, lots of lots of ups and downs, but I mean, I had a great run with him, and it was we're still really good buddies and all that. So, all right. And now this past year, you play AVP for the first time. Uh, I guess just take us through that experience. Did what is the AVP's reputation in like Canada? You know, like in the NFL, they have kind of a worldwide viewership at least a little bit. But I can't imagine that you know people in Canada are just stopping what they do to watch you know the New York finals. So, like, what is the AVP's reputation outside of the States, and what prompted you to, to start playing a few? Yeah, I think AVP has such a – it has a big history for beach volleyball. It's been around for, for so long. So I think there's a lot of people that know about it. And, and the fact that you're playing so close to home and you, uh, you're on similar time, the same time zone, basically, I actually thought that, you know, there was more people paying attention to me playing AVP than overseas because – Overseas, a lot of people in Canada is just kind of like a blur. Like, oh, like, yeah, I came and Ben did good, or they went to the Olympics, or whatever. Right. Like, a lot of people know that, but not a lot of people will actually, you know, find ways to watch you or, or because uh, it's not easy sometimes to find streams and stuff like that. But I think AVP is doing a really good job of of uh, getting the sport going and, and promoting it. And um, I actually felt like like there was more more going on for me playing AVP, like in terms of like talking to people talking about Canadians getting fired up about it. Um, lots of, there's a lot of volleyball fans there, but, um, it was cool to see that 
that people would get, you know, really in New York, they were like so fired up. People were, yeah. I got tons of messages, tons of people following along. It was really cool. Um, so yeah, I think it was, it was such a good experience to play and to, to, uh, I mean, I've obviously looked, seen a lot of AVP, known about it for years, but it's different. It's it's a, it's a, it's an adjustment to go play AVP, especially when you're playing in these qualifiers, uh, which obviously you know pretty well, Travis. But it's uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it's a, <laughs> such a grind to no matter how skilled or how much you've played, whatever. It's yeah. like you got to win four matches, and that's just how it goes. And you, you can anything can happen in those games. And um, you know, but the first tournament I played with Reed, we didn't get out and. Uh, that was like, I was like, wow, like this is actually like so hard to do because you're going, we go to Huntington, it's like 90 degrees and you're playing this new free scoring rule. And so your games are going like an hour and a half, like seems like an hour and a half long. We had one game that must've been close to that. Um, and, and you just need to grind through. And that's kind of a little bit different than playing on the world tour where, you know, some tournaments like worlds, you'll play one match a day or two. You'll play other, other tournaments, the major series, like those tournaments, you still like, you only end up maybe playing two games in a day most of the time, unless you're uh, some of the tournaments are set up where you have to play multiple games to get to the semis in one day, which you're playing three or three, I think three max in a day. Um, so like on the body wise, that was, that was the toughest part about AVP for me. I, I actually kind of hurt myself on the first one and, and was battling that injury the whole year, but it wasn't something that, uh, that killed me, but it was like just the grind of, of those qualifiers. And I think it's like such a cool, the way the sport's grown and like how many teams are entering and playing those things is like pretty rad. Um, but it also like was such a challenge. It's, I'm excited to play this next year. It's going to be, it's going to be really fun. I mean, I'm, I never thought it would be that as difficult as, as it actually is. Cause you're grinding your way through and then you're playing like the top seed right away. And then you're, if you, if you make the main draw, then you're all of a sudden you're in the backside. So now you got to win like seven matches to just to be able to move your way up. So that whole thing is like, I'm not that used to that, to be honest. So that was an adjustment for me. And, and, uh, I think that's such a good way for athletes to break in and to build up and to like find ways to improve because you're just putting, th you're going through the toughest thing you can go through. And then, you know, that can help you build in towards, you know, playing internationally. And, and I think that's, that's a good model that the U S has, um, in Canada, we have nothing like we've, I've never had played on a national tour in Canada. So it was just literally straight to the qualifiers and the playing world tour so it says a lot about uh like the qualifiers like for those people who don't know it's like if you're at the top of a qualifier you just make the main draw you're like you're legit right you know like that yeah. took a lot just to get there even if you get dead last in the main draw because obviously like you said you're playing the number one seed which is usually the number one team in the world yeah Phil and Nick, it's been um but i mean you got top 10 at the Olympics and you're playing with a guy that has two medals yeah. coming off of a bronze medal at, at the Olympics indoor and like explaining how hard it is. Like, whoa, like that's not easy to come through that qualifier. Yeah. So it's a lot about our sport. It kind of sucks that it's that hard to qualify and, and there's really no payout until you do. But I mean, that's volleyball in the U S right. That's why we're us in Brazil have kind of been the top countries for volleyball in forever. Yeah, everyone <laughs> got to pay your dues through the qualifier, Seriously. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Makes you feel good about it, though. That's the thing. Like, if you, uh, those guys you push through and you, you become main draw or you even make one. Yeah. I mean, everyone, that's it. what people want to do. So it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely an earned, earned thing. I'm curious um, about the, just the volleyball landscape 
in Canada. So, like you said, there's no real domestic tour. You, you know, you kind of go straight to the FIVB. Does Canada have like uh, so Manhattan Beach is sort of the mecca in California, if not the world? Yeah. Does Canada have anything like that where if you if you want to play beach volleyball, you sort of gravitate towards that? <laughs> um, you know, like the national teams in Toronto, and I lived there for a few years, for a couple years, just. You know, trying to, I was mainly playing indoors though. So the toughest part is that you don't really have many places in Canada that you, that have that. Like you can't, you can't train year round. Yeah, how often can you train? Exactly. Um, Vancouver would be the one place that I would, I would think that would be, you know, that's where people should gravitate to. Yeah, or my backyard. (laughs) (laughs) But that's still, there's, there's snow four months of the year there. (laughs) Yeah. So that was like, it's tough. There's not really, there's no Mecca of Manhattan Beach. There's no, I mean, I would think Vancouver would be the closest thing to it. And there's lots of great ball that happens there all summer, but there's still like a lot of the year where it's cold and rainy and, um, not the most ideal situations. Um, and that's, you know, Ben and I, Ben and I started training in California in 2013 and that was the biggest thing. It was like, well, we're not really getting that much better. A couple years in Toronto, I was there. I was like, well, how am I going to improve here? I'm just playing indoors and playing against the same guys every day. And, what's the what's going to help me get to the next level and and for sure the best thing that that i ever did was move to california to start training and there's beaches like it's ridiculous it's south bay and huntington and it's just you can play with anyone every every day all day if you want and that that is crazy and there's so many yeah. play, players that do that which is like mind-blowing to me too it's like seeing the qualifiers with 100 plus teams in the avp this year and all these guys can play everyone can play yeah. it's crazy it's it's really cool to see and um, the sport is growing, I think, and and uh, it's yeah. It, a that's, lot of Canadians train out here, right? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how well you how well Canada does on the world tour, like a top top team on the world tour for men and women. Yeah. When it's that hard to train and like get your national team in one spot. Right. Um, but a lot of the players are out here, right? And the girls too train out here. Yeah, the top two women's teams, um, they come here and train in the off season and, and, you know, Ben and I did for years and um, Shakir Pedlo will come out here for camps, I'm sure. They do a little bit of stuff in Florida too, I think. But, um, you know, that's kind of been the biggest, I think, I personally think that's the reason why Canada has really started to move up is teams started taking it seriously, started hiring their own coaches and just kind of doing things basically on their own, you know, it's super risky to do and not a lot of people will do that and just you have to invest your own money to go do that and go move to California and and uh you know risk it all to go just to help yourself on the world tour and and it's the growth in the last four or five years has been crazy for the top from the top end that's that's been impressive for sure um lifestyle is pretty good once you make it though huh yeah Yeah, I mean, but I wouldn't tough. say the lifestyle as a beach volleyball player is ever, you know, we're never comfortable because right. <laughs> the money's not good, but yeah, exactly. that's, uh, that's a different story. But yeah, it's, it's, we do what we love to do. I think we're all here because we love beach volleyball and we love playing. So that's, that's, the, that's the good part about yeah. it. And now your, your first AVP main draw was New York, right? Because I think in Austin, you guys might have been in uh, Porridge or yeah. overseas somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. I wasn't in Austin. Yeah, that was that was uh, my first main draw. I was with Ricardo there. Yeah, played the played a lot another long qualifier, and then yeah, played that one out. That was a I remember. I, it's a good I first taste. A, it was one of my first matches on the on the live stream, I think. So, mm-hmm. And I was winging it hard. So sorry for everyone that was listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Donald just kind of gave me a mic, and I was just like, "All right, go it. say things." You sure? <laughs> <laughs> Last chance. This is your fault. <laughs> 
Um, but it was funny because Ricardo was like dying. I, yeah. I mean, when's the last time that guy played in a qualifier? One of the right. top five blockers of all time, maybe yep. top three. Yeah. Um, and he was just dying. Like at the end of the match, he, he was like laying on his back. And yeah. You're, like yeah. standing over him, fanning him or something. Yeah, yeah. against Patterson. Yeah, <laughs> against uh, Theo. <laughs> Come yeah, on, Theo old man. Yeah. God, right, bro. Amazing, yeah. Though. That was that was a pretty cool experience playing with him for sure. <laughs> he was absolutely dead though. That was too funny. How did that come about? Because um, cuz he wasn't really playing a, a whole lot on the international tour when you when you and Ben were starting to really get in there. How did you and Ricardo end up partnering up anyway? He played he's played up until I think last year he was playing most of the time on the like every tournament I played at okay. Ricardo was playing. So I knew him internationally. Um, we played each other many times and yeah, I just basically heard through the grapevine that he was trying to get a green card and trying to play, and, and he was living in Florida, and he doesn't speak very much English, so communication-wise, it was really difficult to kind of figure out what was going on. You speak practically pure <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> How do you understand what I would say? Yeah. I'm hoping that the people on the podcast can yeah. understand what I'm saying. We'll translate um, for you guys yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, a few messages back and forth, we, we decided to, do, uh, to play and play New York. Um, play, play New York and Seattle and see how how it went and um, it turned out really well and and uh, he's like I never really knew the guy too much from the world tour because because you don't talk because he doesn't speak English he and, and yeah he doesn't he's like a quiet quiet guy. yeah for sure so getting to know him a little bit was really cool because he's actually like super he's like a teddy bear yeah. like he's like super chill most relaxed guy ever like, like super nice. Yeah, because he he has a tendency to be hard on his partners, like or he has in the past for sure. Like, and that's I think that's cool. Like, yeah, like you know, your buddy, your partner should be should be playing well for you. And, yeah. and so he he gives him a hard time for sure. Which you know everyone everyone deals with their partners different. That's a totally different subject. But he uh, playing with him was was really interesting. He knows the game so well. And even though we couldn't talk really at all, hardly, <laughs> it was like drawing stuff in the sand. And yeah. I I learned a lot from him. And and uh, yeah, we're he's a really good guy. Not how how's the uh, the slow hugs? Remember when he yeah. said Alvaro? He would just like yeah. He would fully <laughs> Alvaro is like a small guy. He would fully bear hug him like almost with his legs too. Yeah. Just be like, come here, my child. <laughs> yeah. Like after every point, it's like he it's like when he's so tired. <laughs> yeah. He needs to do it. He's he like, needs come to here. come like, here. Nice really and slow, slow here. Hug for me to rest. Nice slow. That's what he's trying to say. On his partner. Yeah. <laughs> he's like my friend. He's like my friend. My friend. My friend. Nuzzle in there. It was so funny. <laughs> I remember he was so dead after after New York. Like Donald was so pumped. We made it the semis, and like we were talking to him after. And Ricardo, the only thing he said to Donald was like, "Cause we're like Seattle's in a couple weeks," and he's and Ricardo was just like, "Wild card, <laughs> possible wild card." <laughs> I was like, "Come on, can we get one?" And we didn't get one, but which was whatever. But because it's another four match qualifier in Seattle, I think oh. it was. But uh, it was funny just because you knew. He hadn't been training that much, and he put so much into it. It was it was a cool experience to just share the court with him and, and uh, to learn a lot from him. And I loved what you and Ricardo brought, just because it was almost it was almost a bore watching AVP tournaments at some point with Phil and Nick, because it would, you know they would have been like six and a half point favorites, you know, right. over pretty much anyone they played. And then you guys come out both of your first AVP main draws, and you beat them in the first round. And yeah. which made the contenders bracket awesome. If Nick, you know, if, if Nick hadn't had a kid, True. he would have had Casey and Theo for ninth. Yeah. So that's right. and, and I loved it because now we're seeing different teams playing different people. It's not the same old bracket. So I loved what you guys brought. 
Um, so like you. when to get your first AVP win and try, you had a heck of a match to call <laughs> for your first one oh, with yeah. a Canadian yeah, and a Brazilian yeah. beating <laughs> Phil and Nick. I know. That was yeah. awesome. That was a that crazy was game. Easy to actually. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, last time I played was against <clears throat> you. Right. And actually, right before that in the World Tour Final, we, we beat Phil and Nick to get to the match to play you, I think. Yeah. Right. So it's like these two teams that I've like been basically studying and like had perfectly in forefront of my mind. I was like, I'll just basically say what I what I try to do to beat them or, or explain that kind of stuff. So what you've succeeded to do to beat me the last probably couple. What's two, our record? Three I times. I do. I you're do up have. On, you're for sure up on me. I have the record. Do you four, know? I'm guessing you know four and two. You're winning, or I don't know. So you guys, you guys have played. played you've played four times. Oh, that's it. Yep. And tries, I tries three and one. Three and one. Ooh. Ah, yes. We crushed you though one time. I remember that. You did semis. You guys <laughs> smoked every them other game once, was close. And then just <laughs> you guys had a really good three setter in Stad that yeah. went. I think almost every game went to deuces or, or yeah. extra points. It's, al- it's always a super good battle. Besides when you smashed us. Yeah. But I will say the day before, me and Hayden. We're, let's just say, uh, it was coming out of both ends, both of us in Poland after the buffet. That's like, right. Lots of people had, got sick there. We got super sick, sharing the same bathroom. Yeah. 17 years in age difference, just bonding yeah. super hard. We had Loving to forfeit it. to Bruno and Alison the day before, and we were, we were good. No excuses, but... Yeah, that was a. You still got a fifth. I mean, that was a good result. Yeah, I'll take that <laughs> for being sick enough to as buy a some dog. Pepto. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> buy enough Pepto to keep it together and get back to the states. Seriously, the trials and tribulations of FIVB volleyball. Mm-hmm. Don't don't eat in Poland. Yeah, but you're supposed to eat really healthy, and then out there, everyone was telling me, yeah, it's the vegetables. Don't eat the ve- the vegetables sometimes because they're so fresh. Yeah, they there's still like dirt on them, and they're like. They'll crush your stomach. Sometimes. Or even the water sometimes, right? The, the water, water they wash the salads with. Depending they tell on us not to eat yeah. the salads a lot. Yeah. China, like never eat a salad in China. Yeah, don't eat a salad in China, <laughs> but also don't eat the chicken that has like right. chicken toes in it. And right. Like, and <laughs> ster- it also has steroids in yeah, it. Yeah, steroids. <laughs> oh, and if you eat the chicken, you're going to get popped for roids. Right, yeah. Get banned for two years. Yeah, you might be done for your life. <laughs> so we're like, so, so should we eat in China? Or Yeah, that was the worst. Sometimes your safest bet is like, like there's like a Domino's or something. Right. One, pizza Hut, one China. It's a Pizza Hut, right? You'll like go and and like the whole world tour is like at Pizza yeah. Hut. Yeah, like, that's our dinner. This is our safest bet. I remember in Screw in Beijing it. for the 2008 Olympics, Usain Bolt only had uh, McNuggets from McDonald's. I heard about for that. The, he ate like 40 chicken nuggets a day. Yeah, <laughs> that was his diet. Just cruising, <laughs> makes me nine like seconds. Idiot, like eating like all clean and crap like this. Yeah. Like, or you could. Just not and still perform. <laughs> Apparently, we in Cincinnati uh, when we won Cincinnati Open 2015 or something like that. Um, we played two night matches in a row, the two days coming up to the final, and nothing was open. And you're in the Midwest, so there's not really any healthy food around. It's all fast food and uh, fried whatever. And uh, Taco Bell is the only thing me and Hyde could eat. So two wow. nights in a row. We're just Crushing Taco Bell. Might as well. One tournament. I'm like, why do I eat healthy again? <laughs> <laughs> I played pretty good. True. I think Taco Bell is my new go-to. <laughs> So if there's one takeaway that everyone's going to take away from this podcast, it's don't eat the salads in China and don't eat in Poland. Um, but Taco, now, Bell and, yeah. Taco Bell and Cincy is, has something special. <laughs> so we're going to pause for a quick word from our sponsors. 
You're listening to Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerder, presented by Marriott Vacation Club Rentals and brought to you by VolleyballMag.com. VolleyballMag.com is your daily digital news source for all things volleyball, from NCAA women and men to beach volleyball on all levels to international and more. VolleyballMag.com, the only media outlet that covers our sport on all fronts every day. And Marriott Vacation Club Rentals offers the best vacation accommodations in the world's best vacation destinations. Wherever you travel, Florida to Hawaii, Europe to California, we'll throw Canada in there for Kane. Yeah, Red Deer. <laughs> Choose to rest in our luxurious guest rooms, suites, or villas for your next getaway. Villas offer all of the comforts of home, including a full kitchen, living, and dining area, and separate bedrooms. Stay with the Marriott name you know and trust. Book big spaces in great places today. Visit www.mvcrentals.com. All right, so from from an outside perspective, it looked like you kind of had like the best of all beach volleyball worlds this year. Like you, you got to play on the AVP um, and and hang out with your wife. You guys got married on New Year's <laughs> Eve, 2015, which that must have been the most sober wedding ever. Wedding on New Year's <laughs> Eve, <laughs> it was a blast. Yeah, it was um, so you play you play AVP. Uh, you do really well. Uh, in America, and then you guys had an awesome year on the FIVB. You beat Allison and Bruno um, in the World Championships. Go take a fifth, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. And then so what prompted your decision to come to the United States full-time? So now, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you have, the, you have a, what, a two-year ban on the FIVB yeah. now? Ban yeah. Sounds, ban sounds like you did something It's just wrong. a pause. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pause. They're cool with it. They're not banning me. <laughs> Um, I met with them several, a couple times, but, um, yeah, that's, there's a, I could probably talk about it for a while, but there's, there's quite a few factors that kind of came into my decision to switch. And, you know, one of the big opportunities that I have is to play AVP now. And I mean, I'm a dual citizen since one thing that a lot of people don't know actually is that I'm a dual citizen from birth. Like my mom is American. A lot of people think that I got this through Lane, but that's not the case. You're just piggybacking on. Uh, yeah. Right. People, that's like, I've started playing it. Like everyone's like, you just married Lane for the green card. Like, yeah. like no, it's, this is like that's me legitimate. I'm say. just legit. <laughs> yeah. I love you just her. Married her for the green card. <laughs> yeah. oh. I don't uh, think so. Have you quite. seen her? <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, uh, you know, me and Ben had a good run, uh, five years of playing together and, um, in all honesty, like, there's not a lot of top-level players in Canada. There's not a lot of partners to choose from. Um, you know, if if I wasn't going to play with Ben, there was there was only a couple blockers to even think about playing with. And you know, the, uh, the Sams are they're a good team. And I I uh, I wasn't super happy with how the season was going. You you mentioned that we had an excellent season, which we had a couple good finishes at the end, but I. I don't think we had a good season at all. We uh, we struggled for the most part, and there wasn't a lot of tournaments to play, which was tough. Um, we only played, I think, six or seven tournaments this year because because the FIVB was kind of I don't know what they were doing this year, but that's pretty um, uh, heavy standards uh, for for most players. Like to have that year would be like the greatest thing on earth. But yeah, right. When you're at the top of the top, I mean, that says a lot that that's your standard. Is like, yeah, I don't think we had a very good year. And, right. Uh, I think we could do a lot better than right. the top ten at the Olympics and one of the best the top <laughs> well, team in Canada and uh, like people that shows where your goals are. Though, I know, and, like going with the sport. You like, but also like you see those good results and people know know those. You're like fifth at Worlds, fifth at World Tour Finals, those are good results. But 
Um, I think you know that you ha- you, we, you know how close you were to those better right. finishes. And I feel Both like of I those tournaments we could have gone further. Yeah, for, you, yeah you understand yeah. Like that. You almost turned like a really good year into like an unbelievable year. Yeah. And there were you were like a point away in multiple matches, which throughout a whole season, like I'm looking back at my season 2016, and give me like four or five points to spread out throughout the year, and I might be an Olympian right now. Yeah. I might have four or five points more, probably yeah a bunch more money in my bank account yeah i might have a red bull sponsorship yeah it's true <laughs> that i barely missed out on it's a whole nother story screw it <laughs> <laughs> tries not big yeah there's no, not big at all <laughs> um yeah so going getting back to you know my reasonings but um like it was probably halfway through the season when i started to consider what my options were going to be because I, you can kind of see it coming me and Ben, you know, we weren't, I didn't think we were moving in the same, in the, we weren't really on the same page after, you know, after a certain period of time. And we had a really good run over five years, but, um, I always was hoping we would become more and more consistent. And, and, uh, we also never had won a tournament, which every team, every team around our level has won a tournament, every team. Um, and that was one thing that was like, man, I really want to win. And, um, seems like, you know, we get into the, we would get into these, tournaments where we're so close and just every time we're at that point it's like something happens and 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 not to say that was like the only reason why this is that I decided that I wanted to move on but I think um I was looking around and I was I was saying well if it's not going to be Ben like who am I going to who am I going to do this with like who am I going to win with I want to win I feel like I have capabilities to do it I know that I have so much to work on and I, I want to be at the top but I, I I have a drive to get there and I know it's going to be a lot of work. And, and I was thinking, like, do I want to play for a few more years or do I want to play for eight or nine or ten more years like like a lot of these American guys do? And, and you look in Canada and there's just nobody really plays past 35 because there's just the support is so minimal. People are going out on their own dime, um, especially with the way, you know, prize money has decreased so much. Uh, it's tough to make a living. It's tough to provide for a family. It's if if I'm trying at some point you want to make a living you know you, you love what you do but at some point you also want to make a living so there's a number of factors that contributed to me deciding to switch but I think the biggest reason is because I want longevity and I want to play for a long time I decided that I sat I, I literally thought for so long like, if it's just going to be playing till 2020 and then I decide I want to slow down after, after that then then I, I I would stick it out in Canada and play and you know probably make you know another Olympics it's it's uh it's probably it's an easier path no doubt about it I think um, but for me, I decided I wanted to play for, you know, I want to play for another 10 years if possible. Like I, I think, I think I have the, the ethic, the work ethic and the, you know, I, th- uh, being a big defender, I think it's, a, I think it's, you know, I look at Hayden and I, I've talked to him many times and I think something like that is doable as long as you take care of your body and you stay on top of things. And so what it ultimately came down to is, yeah, like I, it's, it's a long-term decision for me. Um, I know it's going to be difficult. I know that I'm probably going to have no chance to, to qualify for Tokyo. Uh, but that's okay. Like I've, I'm not do or die Olympics. I, I, I do want to go to the Olympics and I do want to, you know, medal at the Olympics, but I also want to just take volleyball as far as I can take it and, and find the best partners to play with and, um, work my way up. And it's the whole thought of switching over was just like a, just looking at it is like this is going to be a challenge and it's going to be hard and, and there's a lot of good players there and um, but I th- I believe that I can you know work outwork those players and get to where I want to be 
Um, and, you know, hopefully like, winning comes with that and, and, uh, and just, you know, seeing how far I can go. And if maybe it doesn't work out. You're a fan. <laughs> America. We're, we're officially loving you. Try just handing me a beer that says America on it. So Budweiser. It's a Bud Heavy. It's Budweiser. This is his official <laughs> adoption right now. <laughs> um, He's actually drinking. Also initiation sure to the Sandcast. Yeah. <laughs> I have some maple syrup in the fridge. Yes. I've got to keep my roots, taste. right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's like most of the reasons. Um, and like the support is so much better here. It's There's sponsorship opportunities. There's, there's a lot of things that just aren't possible playing in Canada. And I think, you know, like everyone that that I know understands all that and um, it's exciting for me. I think I'm lucky that the AVP is running the way it is because otherwise this wouldn't have been an opportunity for me because you don't want to sit there and not play. But the fact is like there's they're getting more tournaments every year, more prize money it seems like and I'm having, you know, I'm going to have opportunities to to grow in the next couple of years and really get to where I want to be. And then there's the other side of it. it's like I've been traveling around for 5 or 6 years, like, killing my body and like just the thought of like being home for a while and <laughs> nice being home for a while I'm and like, get, getting, getting my <laughs> cheers, buddy. gluten-free beer i'm add but cheers boy <laughs> welcome cam yeah thanks boys it's your official welcome party <laughs> love it rager yeah <laughs> but uh yeah get my body to where i want it to be and be super healthy going into whatever point i can jump on the world tour which well, it'll be october of 2019 but yeah that's kind of I took a while to say all that probably, but I could go on for a long time about other reasons, but it's, uh, also, it's exciting. You also said this story a bunch of times. So mm -hmm. can, I have, but now it's, it, it's official. It's official. So this is like the biggest podcast out there. Yeah, exactly. Sandcast, so <laughs> people are going to know now. What's up. <laughs> how, uh, how was the reaction from, I guess, some of your now American peers? Cause I feel like some of the guys at the top might've been like, come hit. We got another top <laughs> defender to compete with like a, like a chase freshman. Reaction. or and then yeah. I was like, well, right now, I'm, 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 I like all the players in the world more than I ever have. Standing on the outside, <laughs> right? Yeah, I actually like these guys now. They're kind of exactly. cool. But uh, yeah, my initial reaction was like, "Damn, that's more competition." But now that I don't have no partner, true. I'm like, oh, there's another option out <laughs> there. And Could I be looking good. at Paris 2024 right here? On do a little split blocking, a little. You Ooh, know, a I'm down for that. Who's not gonna scream at me to run up at the net, even if I'm on the ground 10 feet behind the court like hiding no. where are you do that. I'm like help me hide just get up there once he's like get your ass damn it old man Ooh. go block Ooh, hear ball. that hiding I hope you're listening <laughs> oh, he blocked one ball in the last four years come on yeah yeah no I that's I think listening to this anyway uh, Robin's know, probably gonna listen and text me though yeah that'd be great how has the welcome been though as yeah. a, I don't know if you've heard from any of uh, any of the Americans or anything um yeah, I mean, I've talked to lots of the guys that are on tour, and I, before I even decided to do it, you know, I chatted with a few people. I, I talked to you a little bit, Try. Mm -hmm. I talked talk to a few of the blockers to kind of see what they thought about it. I talked to John, actually, a lot, Hayden, because um, he, I mean, he, I look up to him a lot with the way he's gone through his career and, like, taking care of himself and, like, uh, you know, just wanted to pick people's brains to see what it was like in the U.S. I mean, you hear everything and um, just comparison-wise and, and uh once I kind of explained it to people, everyone kind of thought like, yeah, like that's, I would do that if I was in your shoes too. Like it makes sense. Like why wouldn't you, you, you know, you want to keep improving, you want to keep playing. So, um, you want to have more opportunities to grow and to, and to make a living and to, and all that kind of stuff. And, 
Um, so yeah, like I, I talked to people before I even fully made the decision and then, yeah, I've talked to some people after as well too. And, um, I think most people understand and it's, it's, uh, obviously a crazy decision and a big, a big one that I've made, but it's, the uh, us national team in general is pretty happy about it. And the U S fans, I, I would sure. think so. I mean, we just added one of the best defenders in the world to our <laughs> sport. So it's, it's difficult because we're in so much competition with each other. Like Team USA is like, and I was talking to Sean Scott, um, the head at uh, USA Volleyball, and he even wants it to be more of a team atmosphere rather than us having to compete. You know, if we win, then you don't win kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And if we move up the rankings, then you're gonna lose money and stipends and insurance. And they're trying to go away from that. So the more we can build that national team and then even the domestic tour, like kind of team we are USA as one kind of thing it's this is like huge for us to add one of the best players um, yeah, I was but you say, can look at it either way I guess I was say as a fan of USA Volleyball I love it because um, yeah, exactly. I mean you look at our, our past couple Olympic teams and it's been the same faces and you know even if you know John Hyden gives Phil and Nick and Jake you know all the green juice he wants like we are all human so yeah. we needed a new way of and so adding you, I think, adds definitely some depth that USAV, it was much needed. Yeah. Um, Seems like there's like, you know, there's also what I was looking at too. I mean, there's a lot of defenders that are really good, but a lot of them are eight years older than me kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, there's not a lot of guys that are in the middle ground of, you know, like entering their prime kind of age. There's a lot, there's some good younger players. There's like, obviously there's, no there's Taylor's with, with really good, resume, that's, but like, yeah, just, just like kind of entering young. my prime. But like those guys that are, you know, I feel like I'm at a similar level at those guys are almost 40, 37, 38, yeah. 39, something like that. And, you know, give me, and then, you know, I have a couple of years to keep developing and, and I, sh I hope I'll be able to, you know, slide in pretty, pretty nicely at that point. And on six, six, uh, six, six. Yeah. Six, six five, five, six, six. Yeah. So we're the same height and he's defending. So, Saves but you a jump lot of really high on your body. Yeah, <laughs> I actually be, like think that high. like it's a good build for like looking looking to the future of the sport. A lot of teams are going to I think start going in the way of you yeah. know Avandro, Andre, yeah, uh, Latvia. Not even a good defender, but he I know. defends just because he doesn't want to run up to the net. Yeah, and he can focus on the serve. Exactly. And it works. But you see like Latvia, you see Herrera, Gavira. Yeah. I, I like that model of you yeah, know like people. It. Everyone can do all the skills. Yeah, that's kind of. Um, you know, there's two ways to look at it. You have a monster guy up there, and that's great. And you have a smaller defender, whatever. That's like Phil and Nick is a pretty good example of a right. dominating team. Yeah. But there's there's a lot of ways you can go about it. And um, you know, if I'm in a situation where someone wants to play, even like yourself, if you wanted to, you know, if split block or whatever, like I feel like I could I could potentially slide in in multiple ways. It's not just one. It's not like I only can. I want to play with a huge block, and that's the only thing I can do. But yeah, there's, there's there should be lots of opportunities. I yeah. think, and and that's exciting for me gives me you know a lot of a lot of excitement in, in life moving forward and and uh drive to keep getting better and all that kind of stuff and now you you played with kind of a, a couple different partners on the avp last year have you started to think about who you might want to play with over the next year or two because i know that it might be tough for you to land a top tier guy since you can't play international yeah um so have you thought about who you might be looking to for the 2017 2018 seasons yeah, I've I haven't put a ton of thought into it to be honest. I uh, I've been really focused in the gym and trying to get healthy and the surgery with my finger and um, I don't really feel like there's a need to like commit at this point for who knows I don't even see the schedule yet and yeah my focus is my focus is obviously AVP so I'm assuming April maybe 
would be the first one in Huntington. That's what it was last year, I think. But I thought you were saying April. April's <laughs> going to be your partner. Like, Whoa, that, that's aggressive. Is that a, am I allowed to do that since I switched? <laughs> that's actually a great idea. Wow. <laughs> Is she still looking? Yeah, she might be looking. <laughs> I can block me. Yeah, right for now. sure. Um, I don't know exactly yet. I, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to play more with Ricardo potentially, or I, I've talked a little bit with Marty. I played with him a bit last year. Um, I'm also just waiting to see how Tri's healing up. Yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> Slide in there. That'd be great. No, I'm just kidding. But, Only a few uh, beers. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, celebratory beers for me. <laughs> I'm also like open to the idea of picking up a younger guy and trying to build them up a bit. And the thing is, it's like, it'd be, it'd be fun to do. And, and there, there are some blockers with potential out there. And um, it just all depends on what my opportunities are. I know that it's going to be, I'm not going to probably be able to pick up one of the top five or six blockers because they're all going to, want to play with the same guy internationally and um that's yeah, also that's, one of the big bonuses part. of me switching to the u.s is that you know i'll be able to play both tours it was tough you know training and playing avp and then ben wanting to train and then you know switching balls and doing this and that and that but like that actually was way more tricky than i thought it would be and that's going to be a pretty big bonus in a couple years as well but um it's still early so i don't know but um it should be regardless it's going to be fun and hope, i'm looking to build with someone it would be nice to play with consistent partner i think it'd be good but um we'll have to see how that all goes with the the way it seems like it goes with a lot of the non top five teams is that people just bounce around with with partners all the time right. which isn't the most ideal thing i don't think but that's just kind of like i don't know why a lot of people have mentality of just like picking up partners for points or whatever but i think that stuff doesn't really matter if you're playing with a guy you want to play with who cares like you'll get to that point and it might yeah. just take you a little bit to work through so well, if you're going to go back to the qualifiers and uh, play with a guy who's going to put you on your wrong side, who's also <laughs> smaller than you, I got you. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm available. Perfect. <laughs> I can play left. I can play a little bit. On the roster. <laughs> now, um, I'm curious, too, about what you're – so, I mean, you had, you've been in beach volleyball. I'm sure you've heard about the Manhattan Beach Open prior to playing. Did it live up to the hype when you did play? Yeah, that was pretty – it was amazing. I mean, it was – there's so many, so many fans come out for that, and the beach is just packed. It, it seems like I, I've, you, I've watched it a little bit before because Lane has always been playing, and um, it seems like every year it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and, and kind of moving back to where it was back in the day, it sounds like, or seems like. I never yeah. obviously witnessed that, but it's such a cool experience playing that, and, and the cool part is that, like, you even talk to people internationally, and, and they're all just like, man, it would be so fun if I could play the Manhattan Open. Like, you know, like... Brazilians are trying to get on the tour. I talked to Bruno about it a little bit, and he he's just like asking me about how I'm playing AVP, and, and like someone like that looks looks at the AVP like something he really wants yeah. to do, and he's he was kind of like, well, Ricardo did this and this and this, and I I mean like a lot of guys have it in the back of their mind like I could move, you know, I could also move maybe. there and eventually <laughs> like yeah exactly, or you get the green card, but or you do it when yeah. you're when they're done playing internationally well, like they what have Ricardo a did. Grind in in Brazil, they don't stop ever. Yeah, like I talked to Bruno once yeah, too, and he I'm like oh, you should come out to Hawaii. Like, he's like, oh, I love surfing and all this, like, playing. Like, yeah, you should come out to Hawaii sometime. Seriously. We're not playing. He's like, yeah, I'm always playing. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, wow. and it doesn't happen. Okay. Well, is doing that now, too. It's intense. nuts. I don't yeah. know how they do it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some there's something to be said about, you know, the history of sport in the U.S. and yeah. beach volleyball and the Manhattan Open and, like, all the Europeans. Everyone's, like, after I started playing AVP, they all were like, man, you're playing AVP? Like, that's crazy. They were all kind of yeah, jacked up else. about it too. And they're like, wow, like, how are you doing that? I want to play. Like, can I play? Can I get a wild card? Da, da, da. I'm like, 
Well, they don't really give them out very easily, but you yeah. could try. I mean, there's been I'm I'm pretty sure there's been multiple international teams uh, like trying to get wild cards into some of these tournaments. Um, I know for sure there was there was a few. I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything like that, but um, people look look at it, it yeah. and they want to play. But the problem um, is, I think AVP is op- really open to it too. They really want like because they're AVP stoked on you and Ricardo yeah. and yeah, they all are. you guys. Um, but they can't throw an event with international players because now the FIVB is going to say you're putting on an international event and you're right. competing with us. So they can't exactly get that piece of the pie. There's a lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah, I figured exactly. out when I was first starting out with just me playing World Tour and playing um, AVP, there was, I almost didn't get to play Huntington. You like had to they, like go through like hours USA of USA volleyball doesn't let you do it. Yeah. All the like, policies. There's so many crazy things. Like yeah. we... They FIVB like the, nobody wants to deal with it head on. So like you talk to one, like you talk to AVP, you talk to FIVB, and they're just like, oh yeah, talk to USA Volleyball. USA Volleyball says, yeah, I talk to FIVB, and they're like, oh, I'm just kind of going back and forth with all three of you guys. So like, what am I doing here? Am I yeah. playing or not? So that whole side of it's tricky too, and I couldn't imagine how it would be if someone who like I'm a dual citizen, so right. it shouldn't have been an issue. But right. it's uh, for other people coming in too, it's not easy. That's kind of the tricky part for sure. Yeah, I don't need to see Bruno in the qualifier. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. That would be ridiculous. I think we need an international KOB in Vegas. I would love That'd that. That would be legit. Hell yeah. Oh, man, I'll, I'll promote it if they or need someone we, to write things. We're going to put on my... <laughs> there. I have my dream tournament coming in Hawaii. We'll get Marriott, club rentals to throw everyone little villas, throw a huge tourney in mm-hmm. Hawaii. That would be sick. Everyone get Do paid it. a ton. It's my vision. I don't it's know how great. it's going to work. But. Well, you got the first part. It's good. Yeah. You got Hawaii and lots of money. Yeah, exactly. I'm in. We're Marriott's, two for two. We're good to yeah. go. And oh. speaking of Marriott, we're going to pause one more time for a commercial break from our sponsors, Marriott Vacation Club Rentals. You're listening to Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerder, presented by Marriott Vacation Club Rentals and brought to you by VolleyballMag.com. VolleyballMag.com is your daily digital news source for all things volleyball, from NCAA women and men to beach volleyball on all levels to international and more. VolleyballMag.com, the only media outlet that covers our sport on all fronts. Marriott Vacation Club Rentals offers the best vacation accommodations in the world's best vacation destinations. Wherever you travel, Florida to Hawaii, Europe to California, or even Kames backyard in Canada, Choose to rest in our luxurious guest rooms, suites, or villas on your next getaway. Villas offer all the comforts of your home, including full kitchen, living, and dining area, and separate bedrooms. Stay with Marriott, the name you know and trust. All right, we have our fan favorite last section of the podcast. We have our fan questions. I do just want to drop a little beach volleyball news. So there is still volleyball happening over in Sydney, and on the men's side, uh, Miles Evans and Billy Kalinske are playing excellent volleyball. They are 4-0 in Sydney. They went undefeated in pool play, won their first two rounds, and now they actually are playing your old boy Ben Saxton <laughs> and his new partner Grant O'Gorman. Yeah. All right. And so are you uh, – whose side are you on now? Oh, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm neutral. I'm always neutral. <laughs> yeah. No, I got to probably cheer for my boys. I got probably <laughs> got to cheer for the Canadians still, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not playing for the U.S. yet, so... This is true. You still still have that two-year kind of uh, waiting period. Yeah, I'm a chill zone right now. (laughs) So they're they're in the semifinals, though, so good for Miles and Billy. They're playing really good volleyball right now. 
Um, and now we have uh, the, the fan questions for you. So now that you have a, a couple of years to really determine what your, your dream partner is, who would be your dream partner other than Phil? <laughs> oh, that's a tough... And I guess you can take this domestic or international. Really? Yeah. I could play with anyone in the world. Anyone in the world. <laughs> that's a tough call. Um, dream partner. Um, I think... At the top level, I mean, everyone's so good. It's tough to, tough to really know. But I really, I really think it would be fun to play with someone who doesn't necessarily need to be a monster, but just someone with like super good ball control. And like, I love the way Poland plays. Cantor Loziak, just like the optioning U- the always. Team yeah, of the year. seriously. Um, and even like the way you play, try. I love the way you play. It's like you can option so many things you can have a lot of uh, different you know backcourt things you can yeah. do you can split block you can do you can literally I mean, do anything right either guy can do all the skills yeah right and i think that let that's the way the game's going a little bit like i said before a little bit like you know physical big guys who can who can do all the skills that's kind of kind of what uh you know ben and i were playing a little bit more of a straight up and down game especially on on his side out he's a big guy and jumps high so i basically just kind of put him up and and i think it'd be kind of long arms yeah <laughs> i think it'd be fun to play with you know someone who moved the ball around a lot and and then at the same time too it obviously it's always fun to play with a massive block or someone like Evandro would be fun to play with because um, you know he's going to score probably six points on his serve every game and takes a lot of pressure off the side out. But uh, Sit a beach chair while he's back on the line. <laughs> yeah, points off. chill out, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know about you on the U.S. side. I haven't thought too much about it, because um, obviously a lot can happen in a couple years, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I feel like you and, you and Alex Rangieri would be a oh. good one. <laughs> Excuse we me, Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, you okay over there? <laughs> Sorry, we have I don't a, know that. Alright, then butt out. <laughs> we had a we got a fourth member of the podcast. Wow, That's Alexa. Someone's <laughs> spying on us. I didn't realize yeah. that. It's a Canadian national team. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. But yeah, I feel like you and Rangieri would be pretty fun because he can he runs all those quicks and yeah. shoots uh, with Adrian, except you know True. you're like a foot taller. <laughs> Adrian. Yeah, I wonder who he's playing with, because I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure they're done. Um, that's the what was the word for most of the season. But he's the most freakish athlete. He's ridiculous. Tour, Both the Italian blockers are oh, crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'd be Nikolai would be fun to play with too. I think because he's yeah. just a ridiculous blocker. Yeah. I think he's. Insane. I think he's probably the most underrated blocker in the world. Yeah. You hear like the, all the top blockers, and everyone immediately points to Allison and Phil. But like, dude. Yeah. He has sauce, and he, he sides out like every single time. I, I, he is like he's the closest to Phil, I think. Yeah, I think the skills, the hands, yeah, the touch. I think we had a joke going on where like just you watch Lupo. Lupo is a good player, obviously, but you just see you watch their team, and it's like Nikolai makes every play. It's, I mean, Lupo makes the digs, the, the flashy ones here and there, but like you'll see Nikola like Lupo miss four out of five side outs. They're down six one. And then Nikolai will go back, serve an ace, get two blocks, uh, another block, and then all of a sudden it's tied, and he's kind of just like, whatever, kind of sauntering around the yeah. court. That guy's ridiculous. He gets up so high, yeah. and his arms yeah. are so long. It's like trying to hit a high line over him when he knows a high line's coming is impossible. Yeah. And then, I mean, Lupo's, yeah, like you said, he's ridiculously good, but it's 
it's up and down. Yeah. Like, there's matches where Lupo's not playing at the highest level. And the Olympics was crazy because yeah, I didn't think... Medal. I know, and I thought... I mean, watching it, I thought final, Lupo, Lupo was struggling all the games. He was struggling, and Nikolai was dominating. <laughs> Nikolai just goes off, yeah. yeah. But you know what? Some guys play better when their partners aren't on all the time, mm-hmm. too. So it's Nikolai, maybe he's like, yeah, you know what? I got to go off to, to give us a shot here, so maybe that's good for him. And they've obviously proven to be one of the best teams in the world for years. Yeah. But you're just looking at them, you're like, man, it just seems like if Lupo would try a little harder sometimes – you could that team would be on. He's got that cool guy thing. He's going. just like yeah, yeah you whatever. You can't show too out. much effort. Italian, yeah, Italian GQ. I know. Armani guy. Yeah. It's so frustrating to watch sometimes. <laughs> slap build hat. That yeah. He tilts it off of his head just enough so that it falls off every time he hits like a delayed cut shot. Yeah. And then he catches it. <laughs> some some, some guys are just cool like that. So Italian. About <laughs> Now, our next question is from, I'm assuming this stands for St. Louis Volleyball. It's STLVB2014. It says, what is your favorite AVP destination or dream destination? An AVP in, like, Toronto would be kind of cool. Hawaii. AVP in Hawaii. Yeah. At a Marriott in, in Hawaii. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Let's go. Uh, little plug there. Put in um, a call. <laughs> I would say, I mean, I'm still relatively new, obviously, to the tour. I didn't get to play Hermosa, but I heard that was ridiculous this last year. That would be a fun one. Um, but I had a blast at every tournament this year. But um, I would say Manhattan is obviously amazing. Um, but then I, I really like the big city ones. Like New York and Chicago were so amazing. The backdrop, having ball there, like it was I think they're doing such a good job finding the right spots to play and um, just get more tournaments would be amazing. And and I think no matter where they go, it seems like it's a big production. And um, yeah, Hawaii would actually like no jokes though. It would be so sweet to have one in Hawaii. I think we need a, we have like such unique venues in our sport. Like we're playing on a pier on the Hudson river, looking at the whole, the whole backdrop is just the huge New York city skyline. And then we have Chicago, which is on the huge lake, and, and you have uh, the city skyline. Yeah. But we need, like, you know, Man- Manhattan, Cali is, like, kind of the only, like, nice, real beaches that we mm-hmm. play on. We need to go to, like, we need one tropical stop, you know? Yeah. Florida gives us that a little bit. We didn't even, AVP didn't even go to Florida last year. Yeah, I was exactly. surprised. AVP didn't go to Florida. True. So, <laughs> need that. let's go. Yeah. Just There's why? Lots of potential. Um, do you guys have the facilities fan. to have a full-blown... Maybe because an outrigger has what like no, like two playing, courts and then an and uh, throw one on the baby court. Yeah. <laughs> you're not playing an outrigger. Put Phil um, on the baby court. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's, I mean, there's plenty of places we could do it. Uh, if the university, if UH would let us use their facilities, that would work. But at the same time, you don't want to go to Hawaii and play inland. You know, the thing is, our beaches aren't as big as like California and like the mainland. We actually, our beaches are actually smaller unless you're like on the North Shore, um, but the sand's like really deep and then half the year like there's giant waves coming up all the way up the beach. So it's actually harder than you'd think to put on a big tournament, but the fan base is huge out there. Hmm. It's like the second biggest sport in Hawaii, hmm. probably behind football. Um, we can make it happen. There's, there's, plenty of, there's plenty of options. We just gotta, it's just expensive to get everything and everyone out there, I think. Yeah, anyway, it would be a trip. That's my plug. All right, there you go. (laughs) Hawaii at at the Marriott. Um, (laughs) Our our next fan question, this is from JB Southpaw. Uh, He's curious about how Ben took the news of the breakup 
And if you bought him dinner after. <laughs> um, we, it was, I didn't buy him dinner. That's so, that's my bad. There's been plenty um, of dinners throughout yeah, the no kidding. four years of traveling on the world tour together around the world. Yeah. The, uh, the final conversation we had was, was me, him and Evie. Uh, he was our coach this last year, um, who I'm continuing to work with, but, um, that was like, we, we talked throughout the season a little bit about what the future plans are going to be. And just cause it seemed, you know, like I said before, we were kind of, our paths were kind of going different directions a little bit in terms of our goals and whatnot. So I, he, uh, we both knew change was probably going to happen. Um, even though, you know, we ended the season with a couple of big tournaments, but, um, he was totally fine with it. Like he's like the kind of like most easygoing guy just kind of yeah goes with the flow yeah, I can um, five years is a long time too yeah for sure and in, in like all partnerships end eventually and um we both were like yeah like we did some really good things and i think it's good for us i, th- I think it's as a whole like good for both of us to move on and to to try different things and um it was getting difficult a little bit too with the avp and with um how much i'm here and he wants to be in canada more it sounds like more now like he's he's training out of vancouver um, with Grant and that's, so that's good for him. And, um, yeah, it's just, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it went as well as I would say it could have gone. And, um, we still keep in touch and, and text here and there. Um, he's never, ever been a talker at all. And it's like, he'll be the first one to say like, he doesn't, he doesn't talk. So he, it was, it was like fairly quick conversation. Yeah. Sounds good. good. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck. Uh, Yeah. See you around. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally like how, how it goes. So, um, yeah, I have a lot of respect for him and, um, you know, helped me get to the next level and, and, uh, he's a good guy. So it was, yeah, he took it well. All right. And then this is kind of a, a two-parter. So we, we always talk about, uh, trying to add more money to the FIVB system. Um, but I guess outside of that, how would you like to see the world tour change if at all? And where do you see yourself in the hierarchy of defenders on the FIVB? And that one is from guest two. So how would I like the FIVB to change? Um, I mean, I don't like the five-star system at all. I think it's totally watered down and nobody, people will win tournaments, one star, two stars, and they're winning world tour tournaments when realistically like none of the top 30 or 40 teams are even there. So I think that kind of makes it look really weird in terms of, uh, it just nobody who, nobody understands what winning a tournament is at that point, unless you're winning a four or five star really a five star I, I guess yeah I guess four stars are what mainly is going forward anyways I guess a so four or five stars but I think it needs to go back to having just a couple different systems have a grand slam and open again or or have have your big ones and have you know challengers or whatever it used to be but that's like the biggest thing I would say um, we had I was part of the players committee this last year and we had multiple meetings with them basically saying like this star system is not gonna work like it's ridiculous like people people win gold medals on the world tour is what this is and they win a they win a one star star yeah as i get for winning world right finals right so exact i mean not that i like i'm so materialistic that i need a different medal but like it's just you'd you'd like to think that everyone in the world knows that you just won the hardest tournament in the world versus a one star which is basically like a hard cbva right yeah your bank account knows your bank account (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I, I think you'd like your sponsors to know that like this is right. part of your brand too, right? Like we're trying For to put sure. ourselves out there and if we earn that, we get that recognition and earn that like that yeah. title that we're like won this tournament. We've won, I've won a grand slam before, which is a lot different than winning 
a three star or even a four star. Yeah. Like you want people to know that because that's part of our job is building our brand and right. getting that recognition because that's how we make money. Right. Exactly. And the, they, the it's so star blurry. system waters it down. So there's a ton of money actually on the world FIVB. And when they announce it, it's like record amount of money and prize right. money. And we're all like, yeah. But they're <laughs> spreading it out through 17 <laughs> one stars that we're never going to play <laughs> yeah. in. And yeah. now all the top tournaments so all the top teams in the world are like this sucks and everyone else below that is like okay more opportunity but now no one's winning really right Right? there's nothing really it's great to work towards that's what the that's what i noticed too about this calendar like it looks like it's a really good there's tons of events that's great but like there is more money but yeah like you said it's so spread out that you know even the four stars if you're not getting funding to go to these tournaments, no one's making money unless you're winning. Like it's, it's crazy. And there's only a couple, there's only a few of the actual major tournaments. So, um, we'd rather go to AVPs for sure. Four stars for sure. For sure. And what, how many five stars are there? There's three. There's three. It's but if we want to play the whole international points game, we have to go to these. We're forced yeah. to go to these four stars so we can get our, for us, for the American players, so we can get our stipends and our health insurance and all that. Right. So it's, I mean, a lot of fans probably wonder why why don't we go to all these AVPs? I've played in what three AVPs in the last. You've three been years. MIA. Yeah. yeah, and we've been in the finals the last five times we've played it's AVPs. Crazy. But it's because this point system, we kind of get suckered into like having to play the points game to keep our health insurance, to keep our stipends. Yeah. And then obviously Olympics, so we we're trying to go for that and playing in events, basically for no other reason than to try to gain these points, which is not how you want to play there. Exactly. Is to play the points game. You want to go to the best, biggest events for the big money and try to make a really good living. It'd also be nice if there was, you know, like tennis where there's just these massive Wimbledon, like these massive tournaments. Have four, but like have it consistent and you know what's going on. And I know, I know, Swatch Major Series is trying to trying to do that, but it seems like it's it's not gaining as much traction as it could and. I don't know. There's got to be a way to build it, like where you know Manhattan Beach should be just this ridiculous, it, and it's getting there. But uh, yeah, Manhattan needs to be like a Super Bowl kind of thing. Yeah. But they need to collaborate. Like, yeah, there just needs. That's the one thing that would be nice if, is if like tours and promoters and everyone would just kind of work together and and have you know. Easier said than done. Yeah, it sounds like it. But hey, they're asking what I think would be better. Yeah, I exactly. think that would be better. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Um, and then. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say about that, I guess. But um, what's the other part of the question again? It was. It was. Uh, let me go back up. Where oh, do you where see do yourself see in, the, in the hierarchy of defenders on the FIVB? Um, I, I, uh, I tend to see myself as like, I've never thought I've been really that good. So I think I just need to get better. Is all is what I think all the time. Um, I know that I can play with the top guys. I know that I. I know that I'm capable to win, um, but. I also know that I, I have a lot of things to work on and I, I have a lot of things to get better at. And I don't know, I guess record wise would look like I'm one of the better defenders in the world, but I, I don't know. I, I kind of, the way I grew up was tough love a little bit in my family. My brother's kind of just, if four brothers would do that owned to me my whole life. <laughs> and I never, I honestly never have never felt like I was, they wouldn't let me play with them. I was just my four, I'm the fourth youngest. And it wasn't only until a certain time where I'd be able to prove myself where I was allowed to play with them on the grass court in the backyard. Eventually we had a beach court, but I remembered them not even allowing me to play. So I, I, I've always been kind of like grinding my way, just grinding and, and trying to find ways to get better. And, um, 
looking at me now, I've, you'd think I, I've always thought like, if I just get to one level, I'll feel like really, you know, like I feel like I've been done well on a, I just want to be like a main draw athlete or I just want to whatever play on the world tour. But the more I play, the more I realize I'm never going to be satisfied with that. And, and, uh, just, I think there's a lot of really good players in the world and I think I'm right there. And I just, I, I know that I need to outwork other players to get to the next level. And I think there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of areas that I need to improve on. So I think you, you add a, a nice ingredient of humility to a sport without a, a ton of it. <laughs> so yeah. for the record, I mean, you finished 2016, you and Ben, I think were 10th in the world and you took ninth at the Olympics. Yeah. And then so you're saying that you're not that good. So I think beach volleyball players might need a little bit more of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's everyone's got different mentalities and some right. things work for some guys. And for some guys it's that, you know, they, they need to feel like they're the best player on the court that, every that time. Confidence. Right. And I want to prove that I'm the best player on the court every time I'm out there for sure. Um, but you know, every, that's the beautiful thing about sport I think is that no matter what level you're at, if you're playing, if you're looking at the NBA or whatever, there's going to be players, athletes that are the best in the world that, the way they've gotten there is by, you know, they need to work harder and they don't feel like they are that good. So it's, uh, that's kind of what I think is so great. You meet so many different personalities and, um, you know, Phil's the best player in the world, but he's just kind of like, whatever. Right. I, like, I don't like volleyball that much. <laughs> Actually, while we're on the topic of Phil, that's a good transition to our final fan question. It is Agreed. from Donnie B. How do, you, how do you side out so well against Phil? Uh, that's news to me, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an answer. Um, so, I mean, I've played the guy a lot, but I definitely don't think I side out that well against him. That's that's a true. Not many people statement. do. Probably but in I, comparison to comparatively, most yeah, they, yeah, I guess. I mean, they have they. Yeah, I guess we beat him at the AVP, and I've I've had recently, like in the last year or two, I've. I've learned my tricks of trying to, you know, Phil gets on you, like the different ways to get around him and, and to, to give your team a chance to win. Um, so that's been really good, but it's tough. Yeah. I usually ask for the set, you know, off is better than on for sure. Um, and I love taking him out of the game. Like if he gets frustrated at the net, that's the best thing you can ask for. Um, but you know, the only thing I think about Phil right now is still, eats me alive thinking about the world tour finals because we we should have beat them and, he <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be the first one to tell you that yeah that he should not have won that game and i think it was 1915 in the second set after winning the first and i don't even know what happened right now but it, uh, the guy no matter how well you think you can side out against him or how well you do side out against him i could side out the whole game against him whatever like he finds ways to win at the end of the day and um that to me is way bigger than, you know, figuring out how to side out against a guy because it's when it matters is what, what counts the most. So he, uh, he's, yeah, I don't know how he does it sometimes, but it's, uh, he's an impressive guy to, to watch play and to play against. So I'd say, so that that wraps up our fan question. So I guess before we go, is there anything I guess that you're working on right now or looking to work on once you get you know, the finger healthy you, uh, again? Have you hit the sound with Evie yet? <laughs> Not yet. I've been chatting with him a lot. Um, Evie was uh, Mayan Hyden's coach. Yeah. When we played you last. The yeah. last time I was in the sand, Evie is yeah. our coach. Yeah, it's not so stole him. Stole him because you can't beat him. You might as well try to team up with yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so your next try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to get back out there with Evie. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's a great guy and been a good coach. And Canadian. he really wants to work with me and through this transition. And he's a Canadian guy. And um, he's been super supportive the whole Yeah, nicest guy. 
best. He's got such a good volleyball IQ. His memory is ridiculous. Yeah, he just, um, you don't have to watch film. He'll just recite. He knows match. all of his <laughs> plays. Seriously, it's ridiculous. He'd be like, it's 17-all. Like, why'd you do this when you were sprinting that way? You decided to do this. Like, like, what? Eddie, I, I, don't, <laughs> I only remember, like, I'm like a goldfish. I remember yeah. three plays back. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. Last year, second set, second Seriously. tournament of the year, it was 5-6. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have no idea. He always brings up that match, too, when you guys beat us at World Tour Finals because mm-hmm. he talks about the second set and that, you know, we were so close to... If, he's like, if you guys won that set, guaranteed you won the match. And it was oh, like, lot, back, forth, back. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you have to give, give him some for that. He but says that now. Um, Yeah, he, I haven't gotten the sand yet um, with my hand, and I'm not allowed to do much. So, um, But it's okay. It's been a good break and working really hard in the gym right now. Um, my, my physio slash trainer right now, uh, she, her name's Misao. She's uh, working, I'm working with her at Velocity and she's been phenomenal. She knows so much. Um, she was working with Reed this year, um, but she's not doing that anymore. And she's, uh, she's now on at the gym that I'm at and they've been so good to me there as well. It's, it's a great place. Um, so I'm there all the time. Um, and then, you know, I'm trying to sort of trying to figure out a little bit of like social media more. I need to get better at promoting myself, trying to find sponsors. You got a new website, right? Yeah, I have a website now, camshulk.com. Booyah. <laughs> There's some decent uh, content on there. My buddy Andrew Hawks uh, stood up for me at my wedding. He's one of my best buddies. And he uh, he was just like, dude, you need to pick it up. Dude, like, you got a good start, though, if that's just your beginning. Yeah. Your website. It's yeah. cool. He did it all, so I didn't oh, do anything. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, he uh, he's like just one of my, always been one of my best buddies and um, appreciate his help, obviously. And, um, you know, t- start working on that. Kind of, I've got a little bit of time right now, so that's kind of what I've been doing. I'm really excited to get back out in the sand, though. Um, start going hard in January and looking forward to seeing the schedule for the AVPs and um, whatever else I might play on. I can play on any tour in the world besides uh, besides FIVB so, and Norseka, I guess. But uh, I could go, you know, there could, be, there could be a lot of stuff for me to do in the next while if I want it to be that way. So, but yeah, just pumped to keep, to keep working at it. And I think I feel like, I really feel like I'm still kind of new to beach volleyball for some reason. I've played professionally for five or six years or whatever, but there's just so much to the game and you see how, how, you know, how you get better every year and how older players just tend to grind you down. And I, I'm excited to just keep getting better. And i I feel like the best is still ahead for sure for me. So, um, next yeah. chapter, next chapter. It's exciting. Next chapter, the, the American chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, for drinking the, the Budweiser yeah. Kool-Aid. My pleasure. You officially drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. And so you, you mentioned that you're trying to pick up your social media games. So where can our listeners find you um, on social yeah. media? My Twitter's came Shulk. I don't tweet that well. Um, and then Kamer is my Instagram C H A I M E R. I do that more than other stuff. Um, but yeah, check out my website. There's a cool highlight vid on the video on there. Um, and yeah. All right. Well, appreciate we appreciate the plugs. Yeah. Appreciate you, uh, <laughs> you joining us here today. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having me guys. Gamer, thanks do for it again sometime. Time. All right. Yeah. This has been Sandcast. Yeah.